Today on The Breakdown, we have two of the bad boys of poker, two big personalities in the house. It's Jean-Robert Balland and Eric Person. They are in a cash game, and it wouldn't be a breakdown if hundreds of thousands of dollars didn't get wagered. So, of course, that's going to happen in this hand. One of them is going to try something, I'm going to say audacious. Is it necessary? Unclear. Is it good? Unclear. Is it going to be effective? Well, clear, but I ain't going to say, because I keep things to myself sometimes. This is a lockbox, and you ain't getting in. That's the way it's going to be the whole show. I'm not telling you anything. You got to figure it out for yourselves for once, you bastards. On the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> Don't understand. I'm sorry. Okay. I was trying to figure out why you were sad. It's because you felt bad. I'm very sorry. I feel bad because I'm bad. Yeah. I'm the bad one. Do you see? This is a realization that's been coming for a while. And I'm glad that it happened. Yeah. I am not excited about the next couple days and how you're going (laughs) to behave now that you've had this realization. But it was a necessary band-aid to rip off, you know? You can't grow until you flow, you know what I'm saying, right. bro? <laughs> right. You're like a uh, rhyme there. You're like um, a Mongol soldier in uh-huh. the year 1280, right. who like you're just going along doing your duty, and, and as you're killing another child, you're just like, "Are we the bad guys?" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I feel seen right now. Yeah. 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 Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Fucking talk about that. Yeah, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure how it devolved into that breakdown um weren't we just talking like emotional breakdown ah. um because i was just talking about jrb and yeah the, the bad boys of poker and then i don't, I don't know, know it, what it, happened. it took you in a direction where you you got upset at the audience because they rely on you to figure oh, stuff out yeah, in your everything in your warped view of the world i was sick of being so known i think is what it is. <laughs> right that makes sense you that know? totally makes sense yeah people people yearn to be known but once you are truly fully known it's a little much Quite frankly, as someone who's, you know, been out there a bit. Yeah. I've been I've been on that street. I've lived on that that avenue. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> known known Ave. Oh, okay. Known known uh known place. Speaking of psychological problems, yeah. Uh these two guys are probably a psycho- psychologist nightmare. Jeremy <laughs> 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 and person. Oh my god. I told you about this yesterday. Um so I so Person played Daniel Negreanu in their first of their heads-up dual matches, which was a $50,000 buy-in. Yeah. Negreanu ended up winning. Actually, and uh, Person said he isn't going to play him anymore because of scheduling issues, whatever. Um, so Person, this always seems to happen when Daniel does these heads-up matches. Person was, like, quiet and, like, talked a lot, but, like, talked you know, without any bombast. Um, didn't feel like any real hyperbole was going on. It was, like, really friendly. And he talked about um, why he started playing poker on TV and stuff like that, which was to raise his gaming brand, Maverick Gaming, which he is, I would say, successfully done. Yeah. And um, I said to you last night when you were telling me about this that I had never heard of Maverick Gaming before. And now right. I know what it is. Exactly. I, mean, I sort of know what it is. I don't really know what it is. I mean, is. you know, he owns a bunch of casinos. They're all under that umbrella. That's, yeah. That's, but okay. That's pretty impressive, right? Considering how much money he's lost in these streams total. It's probably a good deal. 
he's probably Could done be. well for himself, right? Um, raising that brand and his own personal brand too. Um, so he has a lot of, he's got a shtick he does at the table in some ways, much like Phil Humuth. I don't know how much of it is real anymore. It's very hard to know. It's, it's, it's like then I, cause I saw that and then I watched some of the, just a, a clip of him when he was playing Phil Humuth, which is the first time he was ever on TV. Right. And he was, he was really bombastic. Out. He for called sure. him a bitch. He gave him the double bird after bluffing him in kind of an intense way. It was a whole thing. Now it feels more like a show than, than who he was. Because I thought he was just kind of a dick. And now yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe this was all very much calculated. I think that probably was, especially with that. That was a good way to do it, to, to be heads up against a, yeah. a villain of poker and be a dick to the villain. It's the right, it's the right target. To be. You yeah. want to punch up. And he, there aren't that many people you can comfortably punch up against, even in poker. Like if you did it to David Peters, I don't know that would look like punching up. You're the really rich guy. But Helmuth, you can do it. Yeah. It, so. You can do it to somebody who's a dick to other people. Yeah. Like you could do it to Tony G, too, if you wanted to. Sure. If you can see, I don't know if you can pull it off against Tony G. But right. You Tony can try. G's going to outflank you. He's uh, also going to love it. He's yeah. going to enjoy it. Phil Hymuth gets angry. Right. Tony G's going to, you know, cackle. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to poke that bear, the Tony G bear. He's a, a true agent of chaos. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a great man. He's a hero of mine. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So JRB and Eric Person. Maybe not actually a psychologist nightmare. Who knows? If Eric Person's right. all for show. That's what I'm wondering. JRB has some stuff going on, it seems like. Maybe. What I don't do you know. mean? I mean, I, I saw the season he was on Survivor. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's that. But also just, you know, he seems like he's, he's just always reaching towards that goal that's never going to get in his <laughs> grasp. You know? <laughs> you mean uh, financial goal or something else? I think that's probably what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That said... He's had he's gotten to live a very particular lifestyle for a very long time now. Yeah. Um, he's almost like a made man in poker. You know, it doesn't he doesn't really matter if he fails or succeeds now. He's got tenure. Right. You know, amongst like the high the high floating cash games, he's gonna get put in those games because they love him playing there and it gets Robo and company into those games. Yep. Yep. He's in Seemingly. a he's in an interesting perch. But I think he still has stress over it, you know? Like he in in the maybe I already brought this up in a recent episode. I'm going to do it again. In uh, the refresh of High Six Poker, which began with season eight, like two or three years ago, yeah. um, he in his player interview, he was talking about how like how it goes to the tables is going to affect how much money his family has the next day, right? Like right. he's It's not his money, really, but he's also playing well outside his means still, where like the outcome of these games actually affects his financial future and every day. I mean, right. assuming this is actually true. Yeah. Like, he also may be playing a, a role to some degree here. He right? might be. Because everyone's got a brand, and... His is broke living. His is really important. Yeah. You know, like, this is how he's been able... Like, Helmuth, Helmuth is going to be able to play poker either way, and also his brand is so strong, it, it doesn't matter. But and GRB, he can actually win money playing poker. Yeah. Like, JRB puts him, is it playing in games where I think he's often, um, at best, a break-even proposition, yeah. right? Because he's usually in games where there's a few whales and a, and a lot of guys who are better than he is. Yeah. And he knows that. Right. Um, and so he's, you know, trying to play against the whales, which makes sense. But, you know, he's not, he's not a master. No. I don't, I don't think. I'm no. not saying he's bad by any means at poker, to be clear. He's not, but a, he's not, he's not Andrew Robel. He's not skilled enough to be consistently playing 200, 400, right. 800, 1600 with his own money. Exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, neither am I. No. To but, be clear. Yeah. But, but Andrew Rubble is. Exactly. Like yeah. the people who he, who he hangs out with, the people in his crew all are those guys. So then, and, so, and he plays in these games even though 
he's the guy who can't really put himself in. Now, maybe that's true for a lot of these guys, actually, but a lot of them at least have the skill to be playing in these games, and I would say he probably doesn't. And he might even, even, even he might agree with that. Again, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm sure he'd be a winner at a lot of different stake levels. Oh, yeah. I mean, he won like a 5K World Series of Poker event four years ago or something for like 650K, oh, yeah? oh, nice. which is, you know, 5Ks at the World Series are not easy. They're, sure. they're tougher than the main event. I mean, there's no way he isn't like a winning, what, 1025 player or something. Right. Like, that. like for sure he is. Like, so he could, make, he could make a living playing poker, no question. But he's doing a different thing, right? He's yeah. trying to... He's trying to have a life. He's tenured, as you yeah. said. And in that uh, initial season eight run of, of high stakes poker, this is evidence of his tenure and of his position in poker and that maybe it's not as serious as he makes it seem because he was visibly drunk. Like, <laughs> and if, if you have hundreds of thousands really? of dollars in front of you and that's like half of your net worth or whatever yeah. is at stake, I don't think you're going to get drunk while playing against Andrew fucking Robel and these guys. That's weird. Yeah. He also says something in this hand, which I'll wait till we get there, which also sort of betrays some of his financial stuff, unless he's playing it up and it isn't real. But, well, we'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. But there's something, something going on there, too, I think. Maybe. All right, short opening. Let's just get to it, huh? Okay, bro. All right. So this was suggested by his pungency, who royally smells bad, I believe. Why do you have to say that? Because it's, he named himself his pungency. What else does that mean? It doesn't have to... Pungent doesn't have to be bad. I guess that's true. It's just strong. You bring your biases to everything, and then you claim... It's the raccoons who did it. I'm you know anti, what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm anti-pungent, and I know it, and I need, to, I need to move on from my anti-pungent stances. Having a sharply strong taste or smell, bro. Oh, but to you... It's a, it's a word like awesome or great, where it's about scale, not quality. Yes. And I've mistaken myself for a, smart a scholar yes. of, Good man. of language, yes. and I need to at last issue my apology to the public. At and last, indeed. I need to stand next to my wife here and talk about <laughs> my views of the word pungent. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to do that. Anyway. Great. Uh, <laughs> his pungency suggested this on Discord. Okay. You can uh, check out our Discord by using the link in the description to sign up for our Discord. You got to join. Uh, then you get to be part of the fun, cool kids crew. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what we call ourselves, the fun, cool kids crew. It's a good name. means it's true. You can also suggest on Twitter, we are the Poker Guys on Twitter. This game is big. It's 200, 400, but there's two straddles on, 800 and 1600. So that's a hell of a lot of money. I mean, these guys are playing with huge... JRB has, to start this hand, $577,000 in front of him. Now, yeah. we know that's not all his money. In fact, none of it may be his money, but still, holy mackerel. It might be Robles, who yeah. is in the hand and has $1.3 million in front of him. Yeah. So he probably has most of himself, if not all. Uh, I would think some version of that, yeah. Because he's putting other people in games and stuff. That's mm-hmm. his main gig now, right? He's done well for I himself so. with that is what our perception is yeah. of Andrew Robel with an L. He has king-queen off Andrew Robel, and he's in early position, and he opens to 5K. That's fine, but we don't care. He's going to be a garbage human. Okay. So, sorry, Andrew Robel. Let's take a moment and just... Just had to stifle a sneeze. Feel good about... I almost just sneezed right into the microphone, so I saved all of you. I don't know where it came from. You didn't even sneeze at all. No, but it came and it was like about to happen, and then it it just went away. It it left, it shuffled off this... Yeah, which is, you know, evidence of of a multi-planar existence that we are experiencing. You're really into that now. Have you noticed that, how you bring it up constantly? No, I have You're like... 
me or the other grants in the other places. Yeah. That's you all the time. I don't know why you're trying to make it's this bad. up. This you is, need to change. I don't do that. Anyway, Robol makes a 5K from early position with King Queen off. One fucking movie. Everything ever all at once. And that all this kid can talk about is the multiverse. It's incredible. Oh, my God. Why do you do stuff like this? <laughs> it's so strange. It's not strange at all. Let's go. The Great Broke One, John robert Blonde on the button, has... 577,000, as Jonathan earlier said, and he has ace-king off, and he flats. Interesting. Okay, so a couple things could be going on here. One, he doesn't want to piss off Robel. Probably That's not. That's probably not it, but... I mean, I, they're, they're doing it in a stream game. He would never do it right. for that reason, right? If you, even if that's true, he would not do it when everyone can see the Right. Cards. Also, Robel is probably not going to get pissed off by getting three bet. It's also possible when Robel's playing in the game with him, like in this game specifically, that Robel doesn't have a piece of it and other people do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that would be more fair. Yeah, so probably it's some version of that. It could be about it could be about Eric Person being in the small blind or the big blind directly. Mm. Not, well, not directly, but one to to his left, thinking like, "Oh, there's a lot of three bets coming, and I can just four bet and go with this hand against Eric Person." Um, I mean, Person has three hundred seventy six thousand yeah. dollars in front of him. We'd be putting a lot of money in to do it. We may have to do it, but you know, I mean, if, if we're gonna, I guess if we're gonna, if we're gonna, gonna flat, we ain't folding against Eric right. Person. If we're gonna yeah, flat, right, I right. feel like that's the path that we have I to agree. go down. I agree. If if Person ends up putting in the five, the huge five bet, we're like, okay, yeah, let's get them all sorry, in there and sorry, find out. Sorry, Andrew. I hope it works out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, JRB flats. It's cool to have some flats in deep stack cash games with Ace King. You know, Absolutely. You don't, you don't have to three bet all the time. And we're on the button, which is a little better. We're massively under reps suddenly yeah. out of nowhere. That's kind of cool. Yeah. One of my favorite places to uh, flat Ace King in cash games is from the big blind when there's an open and no callers. Uh, I think that's a, a good position for Yeah, it. I, I actually like doing that. Not so much um, in cash games, although sometimes in cash games. I also like doing that in tournaments. Yeah. Um, especially early in tournaments. Well, actually. yeah, I mean, when you're like the whole tournament is thirty blinds effective, you'd rather just try to get it in. But. Yeah, like the the blinds are worth so much, but when the stuff isn't worth a whole lot, and like your your three bet is always getting called pretty much, yeah. you're playing out of position anyway. It's I think it's often better to be under repped rather than correctly repped in that spot where you're you're there's a lot of um, reverse implied odds going on. Yeah, last time I played the main event, I actually had an interesting hand where I did that. Hmm. Let's take a little trip back Let's to 2019. Do where Let's do it. It was day one of the main event, and I was at a table where there was only one other player that I had any thought of, like, this guy could be a problem, and he was a really aggressive player, mm-hmm. um, and he opened on my big blind, and everybody folded, and, and we were very deep, you know, 150 blinds plus effective, and I flatted ace-king, and we got the ace-high flop, which ran out, like, ace-four-five-seven-jack, something like that, Yeah, and he went bet-bet-bet, and he had been using sizing in a very transparent way against the whole table because he yeah. knows the whole table's fish. So he's like, I'm going to bet small when I want to get called by weaker hands and big when I think I can get called by some stronger hands and stuff. So his sizing told me that he had an ace on the river, but that he likely did not have two pair. Yeah. So I check raised, raise, I check yeah. raised the river and he, he snap called me with ace, ace 10. And, oh, nice. and he was like, at, after that, he started talking to me. He was like, Oh, I'm not going to play against you that way anymore. He actually said stuff about his sizing and stuff in, hmm. in front of the whole table, and he just didn't care. <laughs> but anyway, that's the last time I remember actually doing that with Ace-King in a tournament. Hmm. I haven't done it in a long time either, but I would. Yeah. I still would do it sometimes, and I've done it to many people. I, you know, it's funny. I raised um, in a World Series event Ace-King on the river for value as one pair against Humberto Brennis. Oh, yeah? Uh, like day two of, I think, the Millionaire Maker. Did the shark bite you? 
he called and lost. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. He, it was a sizing thing, too. Like, he bet so small on the river, I'm like, this is not enough for this hand. Like, I'm raising. I mean, yes. He's, he's going to, he might think I'm just, uh, you know, reacting to the size and I don't have anything sometimes or whatever. But Those like, old school, gu- school guys who haven't updated their games maybe are a bit more sizing transparent. It felt like a very clear raise. And he thought for a long time, which was great. And then he put out the chips and I turned over my hand confidently and he yeah. turned over one pip worse. And I was like, yeah. How does that feel? Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say dummy. Did you take his little shark and throw it? I wanted to. Yeah. He was not smiling and happy the way he is on TV, though. After that, he had a look of a, like an old, resigned, sad person. Because <laughs> he and he you and you're happy alone. with yourself for doing yeah, yeah. That. I was like, that's how you fucking do it. Did everyone see that at the table? That's how you do it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. JRB flats the button with Ace King off. Right. That's right. where that's what led us down those paths. Cool. It's a good after- thing to do once in a while, and this situation makes sense. Yeah. Eric Person does not oblige, even though he has a hand that he could. He has he really 376K could. in the big blind, so he's in for 400. And he flats ace-nine of hearts, which is a totally reasonable decision, but it's also a hand that, in this setup, you could definitely squeeze. You 100% could. It would be fine to squeeze, but it's really fine to call. In fact, it's probably better to call. This hand is, like, almost a little too good to squeeze with sometimes. Yeah. You know? It's like, you can... Top pair is often good here. It isn't if you hit the ace this time, but it often is. Yeah. And um, you're deep enough that this hand plays super well. You know, you're out of position. That's the only thing that sucks about it. Yep. And so, uh, JRB has both of these guys dominated. Okay. But Jennifer Tilly is going to enter the fray as all well. right, because we have all these straddles. Yeah, she's in the too. second straddle in for 1600, and she's got 126K, has threes, and is going to call, but is a garbage human, so we don't care. That is more of a reason for a person to put in the three bet. Because right? of the straddles? Because there's guys, people behind him. But we're so deep. Calling right, this is, is really fine with this hand. It's nine of hearts is not a hand you need to protect. It's right. Like, you're kind of nut hunting with this hand. You really want the nut flush. Multiway is fine. Yeah. Like, almost always, the, the hands we're going to win a big pot with, we would almost always win with, no matter how many people are in the pot. Yeah. I mean, almost always, obviously, not always. Anyway. Anyway, we got four players. Cool. $21,400 in the pot. Sure. Ace of clubs, six of diamonds, five of clubs. So, JRB has not only flopped top, top, he has flopped the back door, not flush draw. I mean, wow. Pretty That's, sweet. And and he's got person right where he wants him. And person has a reasonable ace and... Likely believes he has the best hand, and why wouldn't he? Um, you know, unless Robles got yeah. him. Like, that's what you would most... Usually, Robles is the one who's got him beat. Although, every, I mean, anybody could have him beat. Ace-10, Ace-Jack suited are both right there. And uh, clearly, Ace-Queen can be yeah, there, too. Yeah, Ace-6 and Ace-5 suited. 5-6 five, suited. 5-5, five, 6-6, five, six, six, yeah, sure. I mean, right, but he feels okay about it. We have to like... We like this flop for our hand. We no, wish we had hearts in there. Yeah, there's no hearts, which sucks. We got it back to our straight draw. It checks to JRB. Robo does not take a shot because there's too many players. Doesn't have a club in his yeah. hand. Maybe if he had just the king of clubs, it would be maybe enough to I take I think a the shot. king of clubs probably with the two back doors and the nut flush draw is, you know, the back door nut flush yeah. draw too is probably enough. But that's where you start. That's the very bottom, I would guess, some yeah. version of that, right? And how do you approach this as JRB? Because when Robo doesn't bet, you're like, well, shit, I'll, like... I guess person or Tilly could have something, but Robo almost never has anything, right? So I mean, no, it's not that Robo doesn't have anything. He just doesn't have an ace, right? He can yeah. have two tens. He can have two kings. I mean, you know, he can he have could. lots of hands, um, but he's unlikely to have a hand that he's calling with when we bet into the world. Yeah. Um, but both Tilly and person can absolutely have an ace or a pair or a draw. It's a wet-ish board-ish. Jen Tilly called from the double straddle, so she had the least, you know, yeah. she, has, she has the widest range of everyone. Unless person has the widest range of everyone. Oh, because he just might have yeah. the widest range. Fair enough. But like these guys, if, if person has a pair, he's probably calling one bet yeah. a lot of the time. Maybe any pair, even though he's got two people behind him. There's plenty of straight draw combos out there, too. 
there's flush draws. There's two clubs out there. I mean, I think it's a clear bet. We're four-handed. Yeah, like, we got 100%. A, we if gotta, we just take it down, we take it down. It's fine. Yeah, we got to thin the field at the very least. Yeah. So JRB bets 12K into 21. Okay. Is there any raising as person with Ace-9? I know we would never really consider this in most cases, but is it, is it something to think about at least? Okay, let's talk about what we accomplish if we were to race here. One thing we accomplish is we almost always knock out our other two opponents. Right? Yes. Like it'd be, if anyone calls after that, we probably never put another dollar in unless we turn a nine. We can get a slightly better hand to fold. If Jennifer Tilly yeah. has ace-jack, she's going to fold if we raise, right. and she's going to call if we call. We just knock out a bunch of weird equity stuff, too. You know, yeah. if like Jen Tilly has seven-nine. Right. You know, the, or the even seven-eight. Or by the way, how about just like seven five and she could turn a five or a seven? I mean, you know? non-nut flush draws might just fold anyway, right? If yeah. we raise, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff where we we succeed. Now, mostly they don't have those things either because right. Robo would have bet most of his draws. Yep. And so Tilly's the only one. She's got a very wide range here. Yeah. She was the she was closing the action and already had the most money into it, right? So, so I don't know that that's a, that part is not such a big deal. Getting rid of those two people most of the time, right? Um, it's not terrible, but it feels like it. That's marginal. Um, what else does it do for us if we raise right now? Like you said, I, I mean, I don't think we're folding out a better hand against uh, Balond. No, I think he's calling with Ace Ten. Yes. Now maybe eventually he's folding, but is that our big plan? Is to turn Ace Nine into a bluff here? That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, the thing we. What else do we get by raising here? We charge besides the, that? charge JRB's draws, which yes. are likely to call when he's in position and last right. to act, but. He, we get to charge when he has jack ten of clubs, you know. That stuff is like that. true. We do get to charge him more. Now we also are playing out of position, and there's still two cards to come, which is not great. You know, where like he's he's not going to fold, which I guess is good if he has jack ten of clubs, depending on how much we make it. Um, you know, you could make a pretty good argument for pot control here too. I, th- I think I like that better when we're this deep. Yeah, it's just. Having a medium ace in a spot like this is uh, part of a reason why squeezing is appealing preflop, you know, because now we're in no man's land as far as how we're gonna how are we gonna proceed with this hand. Here's another thing. Here's a, here's a good thing for raising. We can get called by a worse hand for sure, and not just draws. We can get called by a worse ace. JRB can absolutely have like ace three suited and call. Yeah, our check raise. Like he's calling if he has any ace. That's here. true. Like ace nine is like there's no re- like I would say most of the time we if if JRB has an ace we have a better ace than him most of the time with ace nine here when JRB flats preflop yeah yeah like he's probably got a lot of baby suited aces yeah you know like ace deuce ace three ace four ace seven ace eight those are all in play here yeah that's and you true. wouldn't think he has much ace queen ace king even though he has ace king right yeah. now and maybe not even much ace jack ace ten for all I know because it's you know he might be three betting those a lot maybe unclear unclear but I think. So that that's the other are, cool thing, but I don't know how many streets we get out of those. Right, things. there are benefits to raising, but I think the the detractions probably outweigh the benefits, and that's why the standard play is to call here. And yeah. this is part of the great thing about certain game theory concepts. You can use them in spots where you feel lost. You know, like you can use distribution now for the rest of the hand to make your decisions instead of having to define where you are by mm-hmm. taking an aggressive action, which is how people used to do it before these game theory concepts crept into most poker. Right. We can also, you know, there's other moves we can make to charge JRB. Like if we're if we're concerned, he has a lot of draws here, which is reasonable to think, right? We don't have any. We block essentially none of the draws. I guess we have a nine in our hand, but he's six five. It's not not a huge part of that. Yeah, um, is we can lead some turns. If like a safe turn comes off, we don't have to check and let him take a free card if he wants it. You know? I I don't like that very much. If you're open to check raising here, why wouldn't you be open to leading safe turns? What's safe? 
Um, good question. I would say 10, 10 to king is pretty safe. Um, anything that doesn't complete 7, 8, or a club is mostly safe, I would say. Yeah, I guess probably. I mean, Jeremy's probably betting all of his gut shots that he got here with when checks to him on the, on the flop. So completing okay. any straight might be an issue. Maybe. I don't know if he's betting them all, but maybe he is. I'm, I'm unclear how much of those he's betting four ways. He might just take the free card sometimes. Yeah, he might. Um, he may think, like, it's really hard to get everyone to fold. Like, why not see if we can... Well, I mean, when Robo checks, you have a much better chance of getting everyone to fold. Yeah, that's true. And if no one has an ace, you might just be able to make it work. It's yeah. true. So he's probably betting some of them, probably not all. But I don't know, I don't know what the percentage is and don't claim to. Um, anyway, I'm just saying, if, I think that is probably a better play than check-raising. I'm not saying I prefer it to check calling even on the turn, but I'm saying if we're thinking about putting money in and charging him and all that, we could take a card off, make sure a, a brick comes, and then charge him when the equities really change dramatically if we if we want to go in that direction at all. Yeah, we could. I guess it depends on our view of JRB as well. Like, how frequently is he barreling bluffs? Because if he's barreling bluffs with a relatively high frequency, then I think we want to let him do that. That's fair. That's fair. Um Another interesting thing is, like, let's say the six pairs. Yeah. That's not really good for us. The six or the five isn't super good no, for I us. No, I mean, that's, either, like, it's, not, it's not the same scenario as you're kind of thinking of, right? It's, it's not like when we're in the big blind. Yeah, right, and JRB could it. easily have a five or a six and have yes. just bet to deny equity on the flop. In fact, he's, yeah, he pro- him being in the, on the button means he's probably got a wider calling range than we have from the big blind because we have the two straddles. Now, we're Eric Person, so maybe, yeah. that, maybe that washes that out, but... It means JRB can absolutely have trip fives, trip sixes also, for sure. Hmm. Like, like if a five or six comes on the turn, I'm saying. Yeah. Well, anyway, just kicking some stuff around. Yeah. Why not? Let's kick it around. It's the breakdown yeah. presented by the Poker Guys. On, with, with the Poker Guys? With the, on Apple Podcasts and also Google, Google Podcasts. Spotify, Anchor. Anchor, Spotify. <laughs> it's actually called Spotify for Podcasters now, Anchor is. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's a better name. Um, yep. Not a great name, but it's better. I mean, it is. It is better. But it's not great. You could also get us on Stitcher. It's not a pungent name. It's not strong. Okay. I can, I can get down with that. Anyway, Eric Person calls. Right, right. And the other people fold. They have completed their garbage human round of life. This is definitely the most obvious normal thing to do here is to check call and be like, I am winning a fair amount of the time. Even when he's value betting, I'm still winning a fair amount of the time. This is a good spot. The most obvious and normal thing to do for you right now is to take a pause from this podcast and use the link in the description to sign up for Nitro Betting. I thought you were going to encourage people to use the potty. Well, if you want to, you know what? It's an internet site, Nitro Betting. So there are many devices that use the internet, such as your telephone usually has the internet at this point. If you have an iPad or a computer that has the internet. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the potty, you can bring those things. Who would do that? Everybody in the world. And then you can go to Nitro Betting. Use the link in the description when you sign up to get access to all of the cool shit on Nitro Betting, especially the extra cool shit that is only available to those that use our link, like the Poker Guys Monthly Tournament. Jonathan is about to derail the yeah, app. Yeah, yeah, but aren't you concerned <laughs> about the fecal matter? What about the fecal matter on those touch screens? That feels problematic. Are you telling me that y- when you are doing a doo-doo, that you do not look at the internet? I'm asking you, I like how you fucking tried to turn it around, but I'm asking you about fecal matter, right? What I would say is that if given enough time to think about it and really racking my brain about it, 
Sure, I don't want the fecal matter on the touchscreens. But oh, guess what? You had, to, you had to think a lot of time about. Guess it. You had what? To really rack your brain on There's that. There's fecal one. matter everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. <laughs> Do you know what happens when you flush a toilet? Mm. It goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you? But now you're bringing it back on There's your touchscreens. No, so I mean, everybody's bringing it all around. Do with we them. just need to like take a shower after we after we poop? Now is that <laughs> what you're sort of getting at? And shower our devices in there. Did you ever buy one of those like cell phone cleaner things that like you know we use blue radiation? Oh no, blue light. That's for that doesn't actually clean fecal matter off. That just cleans viruses. No, before before COVID, they they had. Yeah, there were viruses before COVID. (laughs) I don't think so, Fran. (laughs) No, that that only. Okay, Doctor Fauci. I don't know if that's true. That's only for viruses. Really? I'm pretty sure. I think it's a fecal matter thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> you think it would remove a streak of poop from your screen? That would be a good name for like a talk show if your last name was Fecal. Fecal Matters. <laughs> <laughs> this, is exactly, <laughs> this is exactly what Nitro Betting paid for when they decided to sponsor this I podcast. Mean, it's the it's the it's the way of the world, you know? You never get what you're what you're planning on getting. <laughs> <laughs> Instead you get this. So there's a thing called phone soap, and it's a UV cell phone sanitizer. Sanitizer! And that's, that's what it is. So, I mean, that's got to get the poop off. You're claiming... It says it does 360-degree disinfection. They don't actually use the word poop, though. I'll admit this. It's, Someone needs to ask this question. It's not for poop. <laughs> anyway, Nitro Betting. They have sports betting. They have casino games. <laughs> they have the Poker Guys monthly poker tournament that you only get access to if you use the link in the description. There are also cool sports betting promotions they do. They do March Madness promotions, NFL promotions, stuff like that. You can get in on that if you use the link in the description. We'll see you there. Okay. Jonathan is still trying to look up if somehow UV light removes poop. There is a video called Phone Subcharger. Do you have poop on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> How many views do you think that has, that, that video? I, I can't see yet. Uh, 120,000. I'm going to go higher, but let's find out. And the answer is 199,000 views. That's not bad. This guy, has, this guy has 15 million subscribers, though, in fairness to him. So. But he decided to call it, do you have poop on your phone? The answer is obviously. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And if you cleaned that fucking thing once in a while, but it'd not, be but better. The, but the blue light wouldn't help with that. The UV, it's UV, buddy. Whatever, the UV light wouldn't help. I don't that. know. I don't know if it would. It might kill some of that poop, the poop stuff. I mean, just the make it more stuff. macro. Imagine an actual like fleck of poop on your phone. Do you believe okay. pointing a light at that is going to remove it? I believe a, a big enough light with a powerful enough beam, yes. Shoot a laser at it. You don't think it's going to do some <laughs> damage? going to shoot lasers <laughs> at your poop on your phone? Would it or would it not do some damage to the I, poop? I'm not well educated uh, in the laser technology. You just went from... Being so sure about light to having no fucking knowledge of light. That's all I'm saying. You seem to think that putting a UV light on a phone removes actual, like, yeah. F- like yeah. substantive things. I killed a guy once, okay? <laughs> I, okay? It wasn't with my phone. But I took the knife and I put it in one of those phone sho- soap things. Like magic, okay? Wow. Like magic. It was incredible. And now you just say it on the I pie. can tell people. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> no- the evidence is effectively... Uh, no one would know which of my knives it is. I it's, think it's in my kitchen right now. The murder weapon. Okay? I think I'm admission, you. admission of guilt is a big one, though. Hmm. Well, I feel like there's a double jeopardy thing there, though. Don't you think? You see, you were already... No, no. I wasn't accused of it or in trouble or anything. I mean, more like on double jeopardy, they, they ask questions the about the law and stuff. Yeah, they, yeah. Double, they double the dollars. Yeah. 
It's a double jeopardy thing. So you have to, you have to answer in the form of a question. And Alex Trebek is dead, okay? <laughs> that's yeah, a harsh reality. Anyway. Okay. Way to go. Whew, I, di- I think I successfully derailed the ad, though. No shit. Congratulations. No shit indeed, sir. That's what we're going for. <laughs> yeah, but we're failing if we're using UV. Anyway. Okay. Person has ace nine of hearts. JRB has ace king. The flop is ace six five with two clubs. JRB has the king of clubs. And there was a bet and a call by person. Pot yep. is $45,400. The turn is the 10 of diamonds. Does not complete any draws. Okay. So that is a safe card. Person decides not to do the whole lead thing. He checks again. Sure. Seems normal. It does. Mostly you're hoping for a check back. You can decide to value bet some rivers. If JRB bets again, you got to start thinking about it. Probably calling, but... On the turn? Yeah. I mean, with all the draws and stuff like that, I think we're always calling the turn. Yeah. And then on the river, we hope he checks back. And if he doesn't, we use distribution, I guess. Yeah. We'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah. But like, I mean, JRB could very reasonably be betting ace three right now to deny the draw equity. Right. And like, he's going to check back like the river. That. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or he could have a draw himself and be planning on barreling three ways, whether he gets there or not. That's you true. Know? And so like, there's That's all true. that. Anyway, JRB, it is a second diamond on the turn, by the way. Yeah. JRB bets 30K. So, what are JRB's hands that we're beating as person? So I think it's a lot of them. It's all the draws. Yeah, which, which there are a lot. And now it in, I I don't know if it includes diamonds or not, right? Like, has JRB bet the flop into three opponents? Do you think his hands include hands like King Jack of Diamonds? I don't think it has that. I think he's mostly checking that, but I think it does have like gut shots that that were diamonds, you know. So now he picked up more equity. In oh, his, like seven nine of diamonds, exactly. seven eight of diamonds. I think he's continuing with that. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Ace X of diamonds, of course, are diamonds that he could have. Yeah, that's right. And he, that makes sense he would bet that. Yeah, again, and right? maybe five X of diamonds too, because that's the non diamond on the flop as well. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. one he could be more inclined to check, but he could also bet that and it would be fine to bet. Yeah. Especially when he's like, I might want to barrel the river in a big time way here. If like the diamonds come in, all the other draws miss, it's like going to be hard to believe right. that I got there. Yeah. He also still has all of his clubs that missed um, that he's probably going to continue barreling with when p- person just called once on the flop. I would think he's so. Gonna, so. So person absolutely has to call. Mm-hmm. Uh, is per- there an argument for raising now? I would say less so. I don't think there's a good argument for raising now. I mean, we might fold out Hands that are stronger than ours once again here. Yeah. But now we're folding out hands that are worse than ours too that are like only marginally worse than ours. Like is Ace-3 really going to continue if we check raise? No. Probably not, right? Uh, Mostly not. Um, Where it would have on the flop. So there's less value to be had here. We're just denying equity. And if we think JRB, as you were saying before, is going to bluff Rivers when he misses. I don't know if he is or not. I just expected him to continue on that. We think it's possible. Yeah. Um, then that gives us more reason to call here. And also, we just we have this nice middling marginal hand that's good enough to call the turn, right? It's clearly it's, good it's enough to call the turn. It's someone to settle for when you're 34 and you have no more prospects. Right, you this know? is what you do. Yeah. You just take what's in front of you and yeah. you, you, put, you put a ring on it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. it's fine. That's it's what, fine. It's fine. It's what humans are. It'll be okay. It's not you, what you were dreaming of. It's fine. We, we learn to love what's in front of us, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so, yeah, I mean, this is, this, in some ways, this feels like very clearly a call, right? Like, we're not strong enough to raise. We're not weak enough to fold. Why would we do anything but call here? Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. And he does it in an Eric Person way where he gets the chips in almost before JRB, just I mean, like so fast. 
every time Eric Person does that super fast thing, I think he is trying to dissuade stuff on the river. Now, maybe in this case, he's trying to dissuade like the big bluff on the river that's going to be hard for him to call. Yeah. But whatever it is, it feels like that's what he's doing. I'm thinking about it when he played uh, the, the yeah. monster hand against Patrick, where he got that those chips in so fast when he had that flush draw. Yeah, I remember that. Now, I, uh, I'm not entirely sure if Person is always just trying to dissuade when he does acts that fast because he's kind of just being yeah. a gimmick as a human, and Maybe. that's part of it a little he, bit. He does act fast in general, too. But that is uh, definitely a live tell that amongst recreational players is pretty reliable, that if they put in chips really fast or on the river, if they are out of position and like mess with their chips, like they're going to bet. And they're like, yeah. huh, hmm, should I bet? They really don't want you to bet. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it's a guarantee they don't want you to bet. They are really hoping that you check back. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a guarantee. There are certain players that that's clearly not true, but the vast majority of the yeah. population, that's true. How about that? There it's are certain guys where I've really gotten burned on all that stuff where yeah. I'm like, they look like they were going to bet and then they checked and they really were thinking about betting as it turns out and they called me right away if they had that they absolutely were considering betting. That can but, happen every once in a while. But you figure out quickly who's an actor and who isn't and those people you now know to trust their actions yeah. as, as real at face value and everyone else you just do the other thing. Right. So it's fine. So there's $105,400 in the pot now. Yes. It's gotten serious. Uh, yes. The river is the eight of diamonds. It okay. is a, it's a pretty wet card. It's now ace of clubs, six of diamonds, five of clubs, ten of diamonds, eight of diamonds, Seven nine is now a straight, but more importantly, backdoor diamonds come in, which right. seem more likely for either player. Really, uh, person has some backdoor diamonds. Jeremy has some backdoor diamonds. I think they could both rip diamonds if they wanted to. So, sure. might expect this just to go check check though. Well, person, I would fully expect to check here. Yeah, I'm not sure why he'd be doing anything but checking. Yeah, I guess once it checks again and you're blonde, you might think you almost always have the best hand, and you have to try to get the call from the spewy rich guy. We might suspect that if Eric had a hand like ace eight, he might lead the river because he's so concerned it's going to go check, check. The, right? Which is two pair. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Um, that'd be the only two pair we'd really be worried about yep. is ace eight exactly, I would say. I guess he could have, no, he can't really have eight six and call 30K on the turn very often, I don't think. He could have eight six of clubs. Yes. Eight six of clubs, exactly. Fine. Yeah. He might just check that anyway, though. He might check, he might sometimes lead that. So that's like the there's very few hands we're worried about that we're losing to as JRB because we think we might get a lot of leads on this little scary river where we're checking back a lot of our top pairs. So do you feel like it's uh, an obligation to go for value with Ace King? I mean, we have to be able to be called by worse. So let's let's come up with hands that are worse that can call us. I don't think person has too much Ace Queen or even Ace Jack having flatted preflop. It doesn't seem like he should have too much ace-queen, especially. Yeah, maybe ace he has more some ace-jack. Ace-10 is beating us, of course. Ace-10 is there. I mean, especially the suited versions of ace-jack and ace-10, I think, are, can really be there. Yeah. Right? Um, I guess ace-9 can be there also. Yeah. Um, probably suited, but either way. Ace-deuce, ace-3. Can those hands, are those hands really going to call us on the river if we bet again? Eric Person's a candidate. Yes. To make yes, that call. That's correct. On any top pair, he's a candidate. Yeah. Okay. So if we think there's only a few two-pair combos that would check here, sometimes, and sometimes lead, but sometimes check. Eights, ace, ace eight and eight six of clubs. Ace eight of whatever, eight six of clubs, right? Well, what about stronger hands? Like the rare times that person somehow has seven nine, which seems unlikely. I guess it would have to be seven nine of clubs. It's only seven nine of clubs. Uh, and or, or seven nine of diamonds. Right, which is, a, you know, doesn't matter that it's seven nine, it's a flush. But right, so if he has a flush or seven nine, of mm -hmm. clubs. Um, right. Do you think he's leading with similar frequency to the two-pair hands that you're talking about? And we can discount most of those hands as well? 
Oh, interesting. We can discount some of them, but he's probably got some. He might, you know, he's probably is. If it's a straight, he's probably he's probably leading that a fair amount, right? For the same reasons. The flush, it feels a little less, a little more like he might be setting a trap to try and capture. I don't know if you can expect if you have di- backdoor diamond series person that you're going to get that many bets out of JRB with hands that can call a check raise. That's fair. But you do get to capture bluff equity on the missed clubs. Yeah, but that's true with all of the hands that it's we're true. talking about. It's true. Um, and actually, if we have 7-9, we're also blocking things that JRB might be more inclined to bluff with. Yep. Um, especially 7-9 and diamonds, by the way, which is a straight flush and amazing. But also... Is it a straight flush? Isn't it a straight flush? Let's see. 10 of diamonds, 8 of diamonds. That's two of them that you need. The 6, six of, of diamonds. diamonds. That's a straight flush. Wow. That's pretty good. Somebody paid attention in school. Yeah, where they talked about straight flushes. Oh, yeah, because they never talk about things in school, Grant. I would argue they don't, Fucking and that's the problem with this country. They don't talk Grant. about things. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right. <laughs> I think a lead is more rare in general than we're giving it credit. Yeah, it's a lot of... Ch- especially because, again, even though some of these things came in, 7-8 seven, uh, seven, does miss, clubs do miss, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of spot of like, well, let's give you a chance to fire away. And if we... If we think JRB can bet all his two pair, we assume his aces are never super strong, right? Like, yeah. We just don't give him ace, king, ace queen or ace no, king. No, I wouldn't be thinking that, obviously. So is he, is he going to bet ace jack for value? Maybe it's thin, though. There aren't, there aren't too many better aces that he can bet for value, yeah. right? So, mm, so what do we think? I think that we can expect person to check with some very strong hands here sometimes as JRB, but yeah. I think... I don't know. I think it's pretty thin to go for value. I really do. Um, As JRB now. Yeah. Even though we got the check. Right. We have a lot of better hands than this. I know it feels like we're always winning, but we do have a lot of better hands than this, and it's a three-street pot now. Our problem is that we've seen person just make a million calls in the, uh, yeah. the world, and he really might call with top pair, and he might call Yeah, quickly. I would probably convince myself to I go for it. I think we're supposed to go for it. We're also underrepped. Yep. Like, person could have ace-jack and be snap calling here, where he's like, I beat all your aces. Right. And it turns out he doesn't. And well, like, it'd, I got, re- it'd be a real shame to miss value. I got news for you. That's probably not what he would have done with Ace Jack. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because Balan bets 65K. And Eric Person does not call. He does not fold. He turns his medium strength ace into a bluff and raises to 265K. That, by the way, is not in any way evidence that he would do the same thing with Ace Jack. It's no, really different based on what we've just been talking about. Only right? slightly different. Well, it's try- if you're trying to, sp- if you turn this hand into a bluff, you're specifically trying to fold that Ace Jack. Aren't you like ace tens already? Ace tens two pair. I mean, you might be trying you to don't fold put out them two on pair. ace queen or ace king. Oh, this, you might be trying to fold the two. Pair. I mean, this is a huge raise in it a th- in a pot that went th- bet bet bet. This is a very surprising raise. Yes. So before talking about what Balan should do as reaction, let's ask if it's a good thing for person to do right. and if he's doing a good job repping anything. Well, first of all, we can really call here. All the draws missed, man. Yep. I mean, okay, backdoor diamonds came in. A weird gutter came in. But come on. We blocked the weird gutter anyway. Like, we can really call with this hand. This is like, feels like an obvious call or fold spot. And it's fascinating that he raises. I think he's targeting two pair. So he's targeting ace 10? Yeah, I think he's, I mean, if if Blonde has a bigger ace, that's great too. But I think he, you can't make this raise if you're only going to fold out those hands, which are thin value You're hands. essentially just targeting ace-jack if you're going for yeah. one pair, right? Yeah. I mean, because, like, you never put him on a bigger ace than that, and ace-10 is... Ace-jack is the next pip up. He has to believe... after that is two pair. 
He has to believe that he can fold out two pair to make this. Play. I mean, this is the kind of board where you might be able to fold out two pair, right? Yeah. When it comes running and you do this check raise, I mean, that's check call, check call, check raise, very strong line. It's a, it's a hugely strong line. And it comes in in such a way that we could have turned diamonds as person, right? I think we're only repping diamonds. That's now. what we're, I agree. When we, we, we made it 265 over 65. We are not, we do not have a straight, we do not have two pairs. All right, so what diamonds do we have as person? We have, we have the straight all, flush. We have the straight flush. We have all ASEX of diamonds. Yes. We would, we're definitely getting here with all ASEX of diamonds. No doubt. We probably have all 5X of diamonds that we would call with preflop. We, I guess we can, can, do you think person's calling preflop with like king six of, oh no, king, king five of diamonds? Maybe. He might be. Yeah, all 5X of diamonds. Are you listening oh, to me sorry. when I talk? I guess not. I wasn't. That's great. It's just a podcast where we talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> no, you listen to me. Yeah, yeah, that's I true. I listen to you. Yeah. It's fine. Any 5X of diamonds that he has, I believe he's getting here. That he has, right. But he doesn't have all 5X of diamonds. No. He doesn't have 10 5 of diamonds, right? No, no, of course. So I'm saying, does he have king 5 of diamonds? That's I think, different than 5, five 4 of diamonds. Yeah, well, I think he has 5 4. I think he has 5 3 of diamonds, too. And right. I think he has 5 7 of diamonds. Does, uh, what do you think about king 5 of diamonds? Like I was asking. How about that one? Don't I try know. to turn this around. But I kind of make a good point. Do I not? I don't know about king 5 of diamonds. Okay, neither do I. But maybe, right? Maybe. Okay. So he has some. He has. He has some diamonds. He has some diamonds. He has a reasonable amount of diamonds. Okay. Uh, it's not a huge amount of value, but that seems to be the only value that makes sense. I agree. I uh, mean, I really don't think he's doing this with a straight, with just a naked straight. It no. seems crazy. JRB could easily have diamonds himself. He went bet, bet, bet. He could, and usually it's the nut flush when he has diamonds. Eric Person did famously not realize there was a flush on board one time when he made a straight and put in a big raise and then called the big raise. Hmm. Actually, I think he led and then called the monstrous raise against Hanks. Like he led for like. 40,000, and Hanks made it like 190,000 with the nuts or the second nuts flush or whatever, and person called instantly, and is like, straight, it's a chop, and Hanks is like, it's a, it's a flush, and yeah. person can't believe that he didn't notice it. Now, I imagine mostly he notices these things. I've never seen him make that mistake before, but I would be a little concerned about that, too, as JB. It's like, what does he think a straight is like a hand to do this with because he doesn't realize the backdoor diamonds came in? Yeah. It's not completely impossible. He'd have to have it's, seven nine of clubs, though. That's well, the, the only clubs that he could do it with. It doesn't help JRB. If if person thinks a straight is the nuts, I'm saying yeah. It's yeah. one more. Com- it's just one more combo. Yeah. Though, so whatever. Yeah, it's one combo to okay. add to. So it's, we don't. We have like something it. like 15 combos. We're adding one more. Or whatever. Yeah. Okay. It's not a huge deal. Agreed. All right. So person has done this. I think he can do this with diamonds. I think he would take this line with diamonds sometimes. I think it's credible enough. It's thin, but it's credible. I do, too. I uh, think he can have some check raises with diamonds. We think he's got some leads, probably, but he definitely has some check raises. Right. Too. Now, he's going to have a bunch of random bluffs, too, as we know. We can see that, that he has ace-nine of hearts. I don't know if you can really know what the random bluffs are, because they're kind of random. But you have to just give him kind of a, a certain amount of random bluffs, right? I guess. I mean, I don't know about random bluffs. He check called 30,000 on the turn and then checked the river, right? He should what have I mean, something going on. What I mean is it's kind of random for him to choose to uh, bluff with this hand. Like, it doesn't have the ace of diamonds in it. Or I mean, having the ace of diamonds would be so good yeah. to have for this play. Yeah. The What are we blocking? We're blocking 7-9, which shouldn't come into play very much, if at all, with the, with the heart in our hand. And we block some aces up. Yeah. Right, because we have an ace in our hand, which is cool, but like, Okay, I mean... I mean, we're trying to fold out aces up, too, with this play. I mean, it's almost like we hope he has 8-6, so he folds that. Yeah. I mean, ace-king is one pip, I guess, essentially one pip down. I don't think this is easy to play against. No. But I do think that this might just be a bit too spewy for person. It feels like we could 
pick better hands to do this with. Right. We have to have some reason to do it. Let's have a diamond in our hand for yeah. crying out loud. Like, yeah. come on, let's do better. There's no reason at all that Balan doesn't have... Balan is uncapped here. Balan yeah. can have the nuts. Of course. Um, Balan can have the straight flesh. He can have the nut flesh. He can have other fleshes more so than we can. Although right. we, but we both can have it, but he can have it more. Just... Any diamond would be great. The ace of diamonds would be better. The ace of diamonds would be magical, but any diamond would really make this a better play. This feels like if we're doing it with this hand, we're probably doing it too much. 100% agree. It's, it, he's over bluffing here. Yeah. That's just not unexpected from Eric Person, though. Right. Yeah. Right. We know he's capable of. Which doing makes JRB's decision a bit more interesting than it would be against most players, right? Because if you have ace king and you go for thin value on the river, against most players, you get check raised here, you immediately fold. It's, you're never good. It's over. Right, but JRB or, goes into a deep tank. the The chamber is deep for JRB in this tank. He says some interesting things, and this is what I referred to earlier on. At one point, he says, "This might just be a rich man play. Like, I don't know if I can afford to call this." He actually ah. says that, right? He says that multiple times. You may ah. just be outriching me here. Yeah. You know? And when he said it, I remember watching this. Um, my first thought was like, why are you in this game if you can't? Of course. If, you can't, if that's the reason why you're going to fold. That's like what your first thought should that's be. That's the worst. You can't have $577,000 in front of you and not be and, and fold because the amount is too much and you're worried about how it affects the rest of your life. Like, that means you're just in the wrong game, if that's true. If that's really true. Now, maybe JRB's just saying shit like that. One, because it builds his brand. They're on TV. And also, it encourages other rich guys, including your person, to make more plays than him like this. And maybe he's maybe it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. But... I thought it was notable, and it didn't seem like he was... He wasn't joking around anyway. He was at least sounding sincere. I believed him when he said it. Yeah. I mean, broke living. Broke living. He said a few other things that were interesting, too. He says Robo would call with this hand for sure. Huh. Robo's sitting right next to him. Um, and he says, um, person, you could have all sorts of different things. And he actually says you could have like a medium ace that you're turning into a bluff here. Like he, he gives him... That's he pretty least, cool. He accounts for that possibility, which yeah. is fascinating because yeah. that is not one of the things I would ever think about. You I know? would think a medium ace that maybe had the ace of diamonds with it, but... Yeah, and even then, I might just think that's just a call yeah. a lot, right? That's a pretty good calling hand. Right, it is. It is a good calling hand. So, you know, we're supposed to get value out of that hand. Okay, so all that said, now we're in Balan's shoes. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about against the world first. Okay, great. Against the world, this is a snap fold for... A couple of reasons. And the strength of person's line and where we fit in our distribution. Like, we, we were betting thin anyway. Yeah. This is among the weakest hands we're ever going to go three streets with. I mean, I think ace-jack is probably the actual weakest hand, right? Probably. Assuming we actually go three streets with ace-jack. I think we can because we would think if we're, if we're betting ace-king for value, the hands that are calling us that are calling ace-jack, ace-jack isn't... That we're, win that we're beating, ace-jack doesn't lose to any of those hands. It chops with ace-jack, and it beats everything else. Assuming that ace-queen is always a three-bet preflop, then. Right. We're assuming person is three-betting ace-queen. That's yeah. right. That's right. And maybe that's not true, but maybe maybe a few percent of the time we lose to ace-queen there. But it feels like we probably get enough value that I think we can bet ace-jack for value. But even so, fine, we have ace-jack, ace-queen, ace-king, which can be here as yeah. JRB. What's worse than that? Nothing. Those are the worst. Yep. So okay. that's an easy, easy reason to fold because we obviously have sets to pair straights and flushes in our range, in yeah. abundance. And, and to be clear, like, what we're, the only thing that person's really reasonably repping, as we were saying before, is, is flushes. Yeah. So having a diamond in our hand would be really great. Right. If we had the ace of diamonds in our hand, we could consider making a call with that. That's probably a better hand to call with than even a straight. I think so. 
I think so. The Ace of Diamonds would be amazing. The King of Diamonds would be pretty good, too. But the Ace of Diamonds would be magical. But we have no diamonds. We actually have a club, which blocks some of the missed draws, which is not what you want to block. Right. So Ace-King with a club and not a diamond is... Ace-King of clubs is the only way it could be worse. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah, that's right. So this is... has to be a fold, right? From a distri- distribution perspective. Oh, from a distribution perspective, this is automatically. Like, like we were I, saying that anyway, but I think... I think it might be automatic enough that it even has to include Eric Person. I think it does. As people that you... I think you fold this to everybody. We were going thin. We yeah. were going a little thin here. Like, okay, we probably have to make this one. We probably bet the river with the Ace-King, but we are going a little thin. The th- now, the only thing is... We did underrep our hand pre-flop a little bit. We should at least think about that for a second as JRB, right? It doesn't matter once we break down the distribution. I agree. It, that may, it's over. Um, yeah. Yeah. So JRB does do this long tank, and, and props to him for actually giving it a thought, you know? But he, he ends up folding, which I think is correct with this particular yeah. combo especially. I think if he had the Ace of Diamonds, it would be a bad fold. I agree. I think even the King of Diamonds, it's a bad fold, even though there's way less combos of Kings of Diamonds that get here for person. It might only be King Five of Diamonds. Maybe. So I think you're wrong. Um, he might call sometimes with back doors, with two back doors. They're deep. There's two players behind on the flop. So Robo already checked. Gentilly's not crazy. Yeah, maybe. He's Eric Person, dude. He does win. It's better to have the King of Diamonds than not. That's but, all I'm saying. Yeah, it's, That's all I'm saying. But I, I don't, I, but I I don't think it makes... The Ace of Diamonds is a mile better. Right. I don't think the King of Diamonds makes it a snap call. I think the Ace of Diamonds does. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and of course, that's against Eric Person. Against the general poker p- playing population, you're still going to have to fold Ace-King with the Ace of Diamonds some of the time. I mean, it depends on who you're up against here, but yes. By the way, against some p- members of the poker playing population, you don't want to have the Ace of Diamonds in your hand because that's, that's a primo bluff card for someone else to have and be using against you, right? Right. Although, as we said, it's a pretty good calling hand, too. It's a pretty good calling hand. So anyway, Jeremy does fold. He shows it face up, and guess who gets shown the ace nine? Immediately, he gets shown the ace nine, and Eric Person gives him the finger with both hands and cackles. And that is the joy of poker and the community that we've built. That is the world that we have decided to live in. Is is somebody loses hundreds of thousands of dollars and then gets shit on by the person who took it from I him? I mean, shit on's a little strong. Okay, come on. But you know what I mean. He's being played. It's, it's their way of you know talking trash to each other. That's yeah, all. it's fine. Fun game. Fun game we play, huh? Oh, stop it. It is fun. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.